Welcome to the Mikado demo. Oh. Oh. Nation version 2.0, I swear to God, Jake, your penis must be small as hell by now. <laughs> Keep shrinking it, dude. You guys hear that dog in the background? No, I hear hellies. You hear hellies. All right, guys, this is episode number 45. And with me is Nick and Jake. What's happening? Nick, how's your wife and my kids doing? <laughs> Not too bad. <laughs> They're sit- sitting at home. That's right. Okay, so Nick's in Snohomish. And Jake is yep. at home. I am at home for the time being. And he's uh, he, Jake set it off to a fun play this weekend as well. Yes. Yes, Jake. I'm heading over to Nerf over near uh, Albany, New York. Yeah? Be a fun little show. So, Jake, it's been a while since, uh, well, it's been a while since the three of us have really been on a show in a long, t- in a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, we did one a few weeks ago, but no, that was the weekend that your internet really took a shit on us and we had to cu- cut you off in the middle of the show, wasn't it? Yeah, I have internet problems. Yeah, well, if, if you haven't noticed, we've all noticed, Jake. We've all noticed. So, guys, it's been it's kind of a short week. Uh, we're recording a little bit early because Jake and Nick are both going to be attending some awesome fun flies this week, and I'm stuck at home. Yeah. Oh, boo hoo! But you guys don't feel sorry for me, I bet. No, not at all. <laughs> well, listen, it's I mentioned it last week. It's like my job. Somebody has got to go to the field every day and make sure the helis are flying. Answer me this. You got how many cases of fuel did you have shipped to your house the other day? Or the uh, what? Three weeks ago. Two, well, two weeks. a week and a, four, uh, two days ago. Okay. Eight cases. How many total? Eight cases. Eight cases. How, how many, many, do, you many do you have left? <sighs> I plead the fifth on that one, dude. No <laughs> bullshit. Don't even. No. <laughs> Come on. Now. We want to know. Yeah, we want to know. Well, okay. As of this morning, I used up three and three quarter cases. Holy crap. <laughs> <my laughs> Did they deliver that stuff in a tanker truck? They're going to start. They're going to have to, dude. I'm going to have to get like one of the, you know, those big diesel trucks with the, you see them driving down the road, the like, like Ed's truck. Yeah. You don't have one of those like pump things in the bed of your truck. No, and, and that's the thing. I'm gonna have to get one of those because uh and fill it with nitro. Because um Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I like I said, it's um uh, it's my burden. It's it's my um it's what I do, you know. I go to the field and I fly my helicopters. It's Are you progressing? One. Dude. Nah. Nah. Whatever. <laughs> no, I'm so, I'm thinking of, full of it. I'm thinking about I should just use this stuff for like lantern light fluid. I might get kerosene. No, no, I dude, look today for example. Well, actually, I got a. So I I botched an auto on Thursday. I I started doing autos last week. Yeah, that's right. I shoot autos now. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so I was um, I was up in the air, and uh, there's some guys there at the field, and I decided to showcase my new abilities to people instead of just sitting there and doing them by myself. Okay. And um, I went ahead and hit the hole that's way up in the sky, and they all like, oh, my God, what's wrong? And I'm like, don't worry, dudes. I got this. Don't worry. I got I it. Got, got it. <laughs> so I'm coming down and I'm letting it drop pretty quick. No, no big whoop. And I remember, do you remember a few episodes, uh, Nick, we were talking about doing autos and you said you got tired of walking out to Egypt to pick them up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm kind of still, I'm still dealing with that aspect. I mean, I'm new. I've had autos. And um, so I knew it was getting kind of far out there, but I didn't, I thought I was still in the field. Well, as it turns out, there was a fence post where I decided to land. <laughs> and uh, so showing off my new abilities to these plankers and um, ended up putting it in. And here's the kicker. that I knew there was a ditch out there. And uh, generally this time of year, it's empty. So I wasn't too worried about it. Uh, heard the helicopter hit the fence post. Didn't, I mean, it was pretty much down on the ground and it like kind of slid into the fence post, you know. It didn't like hit it coming straight down. Started heading over there, sitting on its side, happily idling. Hit the kill switch, and I take a close look, and there's water in the ditch. And the helicopter is resting on a ledge a mere three inches from falling into this Ooh. foot and a half of water, dude. <laughs> yeah. Isn't, so. that, isn't that what they say? Never bring your, uh, never bring your Mavericks to a fence post fight. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's the bad news. Those were brand new Radix blades. Oh. Yeah. What's in your wallet? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I went ahead and, uh, you know, picked it up and did the the scooter of shame back to the table. The scooter of shame. <laughs> so, and they're like, oh, gosh, man, we're real sorry. And I'm like, it's really not that big a deal, guys. It's not that big a deal. And this was on Tuesday. And Wednesday, I had some stuff to do. So I took a day off, didn't go into the office. And uh, so this morning, I'm all excited. I'm like, oh, man, I got to go fly. The guys are going to be there. I get there early so I can get this helicopter going. And one little 30-cent part, a ball for a ball link, mm -hmm. kept me from flying today. Ah. Uh, uh. Don't that drive you nuts? Well, it turns out I stripped out a servo horn. The aligned servo horn? Plastic one? Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Which is a little disconcerting to me because it no. wasn't that bad of a crash. No, no, no. That's okay, though. I know you might think, well, yeah, that sucks. But let me tell you, rebuilding servos gets real old real fast. Well, that's not... But here's my thought on that, dude. I, I can appreciate that. But my thought is... That was hardly any pressure. I mean, those blades were practically stopped when it hit that. Just enough to crack the blade. So why did the servo horn strip? Dude, I, I've broken servo horns with less than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to get too worked up about it. Uh, I did order <laughs> like 30 of those little balls, and I ordered a few extra parts as well because I figured I'm going to be crashing shit. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's what we do, right? That's what we do. We crash. That it. is what we do. If you're not crashing, you're not flying. So as far as progressing, you know, it's really hard for me to gauge. I actually got my video camera working. And I remember uh, last week, I actually started telling you guys some good news. And we ended up talking about something else. 
But the good news is, is one of the guys at the field who's an electronical engineer made me out of balsa wood a charging cradle for my uh, my uh, video camera. Sweet. Nice. So it's ready to go. Now as I need is some schmoes around here to show up and fly so they can take video. But yeah, Perfect. I am progressing. There's no question. It's, it's well, good. It's getting a lot of fun. So, a Jake, good feeling. What, what have you good. been up to, Jake? Oh, I don't know. I've been breaking a lot of tail fins. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Doing the same thing. Just trying to do autos. Yeah. I keep busting tail fins. Do you, need, do you need me to give you a clinic on how to do autos? Do I need you to do what? Do you need me to give you a clinic? Yes. On how to do autos? Yes. The, the Dan <laughs> Clinic of Post-Pounding. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all I know, dude, I'm shooting autos. Okay? You, you are? It, I am. It's a good feeling. It is. So what else have you been up to, dude? Do you got some uh, something you want to tell us? Oh, wait. I should be suspect. You're I? always suspect. But I'm asking yeah. you, did, did those test results come back? Is that shit contagious? or? It is. It is. You may. <laughs> you definitely need to go get that checked out. All right. I'll get right on. <laughs> and I, I, I'm sure uh, Nick might need to, too, after hanging out with you. So. Oh, boy. Oh, great. <laughs> well, it's a good thing we got a good insurance policy with RCHN. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We do? We, we do? Stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got insurance. <laughs> okay. So just, just be sure to send your premiums in to me. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know Uh-oh. I know right where that will go. <laughs> straight, straight in and out to Morgan Fuels. <laughs> straight to Morgan Fuels. <laughs> so uh, what's, uh, what's going on there, Jake? What's this... Uh, What's this news you uh, told me you had for us? Oh, oh, well, you know, you got that whole Morgan Fuels gig. Well, I, I got electric fuel gig. You did? Yeah. Well, what kind of electric yeah. fuel? Uh, I uh, joined uh, Team Pulse Ultra. Team Pulse Ultra. Ultra. You know, that almost sounds, Team like, Pulse. That almost sounds like a vibrator. <laughs> Maybe it should be. <laughs> Just saying. So that's cool. When uh, when did that happen? Um, it was kind of a progression over the past few weeks, talking yeah. to them and stuff, and uh, they decided to, you know, make me a rep. So I am a rep for them now. That sounds real good. And you're still flying that ugly green goblin. Yes, and now I have ugly green batteries to match. It's excellent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so far the the batteries have been really good for me. And then I started talking to them, and uh, you know, one thing led to another, and here I am. And here you am, and you're enjoying those batteries? Yeah. Well, you know, I've yep. disowned electric helicopters. I heard something about that. What's up with that? Yeah. Yeah. They're just hey, too hard. It's just too hard to put nitro fuel in them. I'm telling you, you put it in the battery, and it makes it go faster. Does it? So, so there was a little birdie, Dan, Yeah. that told me mm-hmm. that, that you don't even have one anymore. I don't. I do not have an electric helicopter at all. At all? At all. I think that is is a false statement. Okay, why? Um, Why is it false? You still have your tiny little Wakara, don't you? A buddy of mine is flying that right now. Oh, so you don't even have that? Yeah. Nope. You got nothing electric. Not a thing. Not a thing. Not even a Gowie X5 anymore. Well, I got the the frame of a Gowie X5. Don't have any (laughs) of the guts for it anymore. I don't believe you. So what took its place, Dan? Um, Well, you know, 
<laughs> so I uh, fanboy, fanboy, fanboy. I swear to God, this is not looking good for me. It's not. <laughs> no, it's not, dude. <laughs> okay, so all right, so let's let's an- analyze this. I've got a T Rex six hundred. I I had a T uh, a five hundred. Get rid of that, thank God. I've got a T Rex seven hundred. And so, as you guys know, I'm not sure if we talked about it in depth, but we sent the the uh, the fusion over to to Washington with with Nick. And we were going to try to sell it. Nick got to talking to a buddy of his. Turns out, I cannot believe this, but I'm going to have two T-Rex 700s. What? Yeah. Yeah. It's a sweet trade for me, dude. Uh, well, first of all, it's getting rid of the goddamn electrics, right? <laughs> but yeah. um, so we're trading essentially a ready-to-fly 700 Nitro. For a ready-to-fly uh, Fusion 50. Yeah, uh, it works. Battery packs included. Uh, engine and muffler included. The only thing we're keeping, I'm keeping the blades off the 600. He's keeping the blades off the 700. So, Fair yeah. enough. So that leaves me with <laughs> a 600 and two 700s that I'm flying. I do have other so you know helicopters. Happen right? What's going to happen? Is you're gonna stop flying the 600 because you'll fly the 700 more because you, you have backup and then you'll just stop flying the 600 altogether. Well, you know it's funny you should mention that because today I was forced to fly the 600 because the 700 was down. So and when are you gonna get the uh, the align tattoo on your ass? If it ain't a line, it ain't mine. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that bad? And look, you know what? Here's the deal. I never intended for this to happen. It is I, what it is, man. I uh, I just have come across some fantastic deals for some Align helicopters. I don't know what to tell That's you. Right. I um, I can appreciate them. <laughs> and uh, I guess I have to quit making fun of the Align guys. Because you're in yep. Align. Nah, boy. nah, nah. I don't, have to qu- I don't have to quit doing that. We can make fun of them. No, I, can make, I make fun of everyone equally. Exactly. Equal opportunity. <laughs> I'm an equal opportunity em- employer. <laughs> yes. So anyway, that's enough of that. Nick, what the hell are you doing in Snohomish without me there? Dude, that's that's your own fault. I know. I'm I'm sitting here in my trailer. Um, it looks like some weird Howard Stern thing, mobile on like on the road version. <laughs> 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 but uh no, it's cool. I'm I'm looking out the window, watching Helis fly. I hear the nitro. It is yes, it's it good. Nitro. I know. And I plan on just Doing nothing but flying for the next, you know, three days. It's going to be great. Yeah. Um, I need this helication. It's like a little mini helication without exactly. like the four day freaking drive that it was to get and, to the And that's, that's kind of why, we, guys, we decided to record tonight to kind of free up the weekend for these two, right? Because yeah. it's going to be a huge, good, fun time. And God, Damn it, I wish I was there. I swear to God. Oh, it was. So Jesse showed up this morning and we got there's if you guys haven't been to Snohomish, the way that the field is laid out, it's actually two complete flight lines, one northern facing and one southern facing with everyone parks kind of in the middle. Mm. And when he got here, uh, we got the last two spots on the northern facing flight line. And that was Thursday morning. It's ridiculous. Wow. I know Todd's here. They got the the 3D class going on. 
Um, it's just, it's a huge fun fly. I can't wait. I, I can only hope, my only hope is that I can make it until Sunday before they both go in. but the way tradition goes (laughs) usually the poor nitro only makes it until saturday night so did you bring a night rig for this one uh oh no i brought a spotlight did you yeah i brought a spotlight (laughs) yeah that's okay that's awesome so you gotta be sure ed's there i don't know if you've seen this fifth wheel yet or not you've i know you kind of just got in and got rushed but Man, I got, yeah, I pulled in and was in a freaking mad sprint. And Dan's over here texting, texting. Are you ready yet? Are you ready yet? And I'm screaming at my phone while I'm running the jacks on the trailer. Like, quit freaking bugging me, you impatient bastard. Just barely got the generator fired up, opened the door, shut the door, hooked up all the equipment. And so we're rolling. So it's it's just getting started for me. But uh, I, I'm really started. looking forward to it. There's going to be some, there's some incredible flying talent here. Uh, hopefully. You know, just depending on how the weekend goes, we're going to try and get some of the guys in here um, for some interviews. So we'll get you we'll get those out to you guys. Yeah, we're going to. Yeah, we're going to. We're probably I'm not. We, we haven't really decided what episode we're going to put those in. We might put it in. The, you might hear them in this episode. You, you might, might not. not. It all depends upon how it's all said and done. But if it's not this episode, next episode for sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. So That's I'm going to give you guys say. a little bit, before we go into the news, I want to give you guys a little bit of a, an Ed update. Because I talked to Ed today, and of course he's taking the Todd Bennett class. So I get in touch, or I talked to him on the phone today, and I said, are you learning anything? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, so what are you learning? He's like, oh, you know, flying, helicopters. I'm like, come <laughs> on, dude. He's like, well, I can't really talk right now. But anyway, he tells me a little bit about you know, he was with Matt Bodos the first day with Todd Bennett today. And he was all excited because he's doing forward flight circuits and flying up really high in the sky. And I think he's going to be pretty excited to come back and show me what he's learned. So uh, all right. he'll probably come back with a 700. I hope he does. <laughs> I really do hope he does. If he, my, maybe I'll send him back with mine if it makes it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You should try to sell him your 700. He'd probably buy from you. Man, mine's no. Mine's like the town bike. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's had a good ride on it. Everyone's pumped that one. All righty. Well, Nick, it sure. I sure do wish I was there. You guys are gonna have a great time. Say hi to everybody for me. And uh, I wish I was there. Yeah, Yeah. Jake. You both. You guys need to experience Snohomish. It's. I think it's the biggest in like the whole entire Northwest. It's got to be. I just want to oh, fly yeah. with you assholes. I don't want to show you up, Jake. But I want you to show me up. I don't want to lay down my mad skills on you, yo. Yeah, yo, yo. <laughs> <laughs> That's me getting crunk on you right there. Go, going street. That's what I am. Uh, huh. Well, guys, I think it's time for some news. Yeah, let's do some news. Ooh, you know. So, Dan, uh, we've been talking a lot about nitros. I'm thinking I might want to get one. Oh, yeah? What are you thinking about? I was thinking about that Velocity N2. Yeah, that's a that sounds like a pretty good helicopter. You know, Bert's been making a lot of great changes over there. In particular, that main gear a lot of people were complaining about. They've got a new one. So, I, I think if you take a close look at that helicopter, I think you might find a product that you really like there, man. Sweet. I'll check it out. 
Outrage N2, available at a hobby shop near you. Alrighty, guys. This week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. What do you got for news, Nick? All right, so Scorpions got out. Uh, this pretty cool little deal they got. It's called the Backup Guard Device. Um, it, it's a tiny little UPS system. Um, it's called the UPS system, and it's you would plug it in in addition to a BEC. Wait, wait, wait. And hold, what hold, hold that thought for just one sec. Does okay. it deliver my packages? No. Okay. Hey. <laughs> no. Dan, you don't have a package to deliver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe you do need to get a package delivered. Ding, ding, ding. Score one for Jake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what this thing does is it'll it'll actually output five volts um, to your receiver system in the event that you have a BEC failure. So it's kind of like a little bit of a safeguard. It's only 38 grams. It's not very big, about the size of a servo. Mm-hmm. Um, cool idea. I know that uh, the guys How long that last for uh, that I do not know. They don't have the specs on that yet that I've seen. Uh, I'm assuming it's yeah. And so the other question would arise is how do you really know? I would assume that it would have to last a whole flight. So because you're not, it's not like you're really going to know if your BEC fails and this thing takes over. That's true. Right. Yeah, but I mean, it's. Th- I think it's along the lines. Um, the Contronic guys, you know, with using the internal BECs, they've been using buffer packs mm-hmm. uh, for quite some for quite some time, just for this reason. So it's a cool little add-on that Scorpions come out with. Sweet. Um, next thing, holy cow! This is this is actually really big because I- I've pitched these guys shit for a long time, mm-hmm. but TSA models, mm-hmm. they're on the map. Like, they're actually on the map. This is going to happen. They're shipping to the distributors right now. I don't believe you. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> crazy. They're doing the Nitro and the E at the same time, I do believe. Um, it's awesome. And then right along the same lines, Lady 3D, Raquel Below, has joined the TSA team, uh-huh. uh, which is really I cool. So that. congratulations to her. And this makes me wonder, and I'm going to beat this dead horse, but now, seeing this, this one caught me by surprise. I had no idea this was going on. I mean, I saw some of the videos at 3D Masters, and I, I did see them in there. They were flying quite a bit. It makes me wonder about Turek. Yeah? Mm. I mean, uh, this model has been in the works for a long time. So I'm sticking to my it, guns on this one. You stick Well, okay, so I guess since we're there talking about it, a little birdie told me, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to leave it at that. I have these little birdies. They come by, and they drop little hints here and there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little birdie told me that you just might be right. Dude, I know that. I know I'm right. I'm, pro- yeah. I'm possibly the <laughs> smartest individual that you'll ever meet. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just put away my barn boots, dude. I put them in the closet. Don't make me get them back out. So, dude, just get them out now. Let's uh, let's get since Jake wasn't on last week, and we talked about our little theories. About yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Jake, what do you think? I mean, you've seen the posts, I'm sure that the ten boxes of helicopters that are all mysteriously wrapped in could be cocaine for all we know. Oh, yeah, electric, they could be cocaine. electric motors, nitro mufflers, fly barless systems, everything but the actual heli. 
what do you, helicopter. What, yeah. What do you yeah. think, Jake? I, I, I would be partial to agree that it's probably a line, but I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah, so. I don't know. I'm gonna retract. I'm I'm actually retracting my Protoss thing now that now that with the the infusion is out. That's what I'm going with because he's got pictures up with electric and nitro motors, and since yeah. they have both models, I, the only thing I don't know is if the financing is behind to keep up with him at the rate that he puts them <laughs> in. <laughs> but it would be it, it makes sense. I mean, it would be one heck of a way to get out and on the map for yeah. TSA. Can I, can I, and if know, it does work out, I think it's great. Can I add one? I don't know. This is totally probably going to piss a few people off. That's what we do. We're in the business of that. <laughs> since we're talking about Tariq, I got to tell you two, since nobody else is really listening, I'm just telling you two, that uh, this whole mysterious where am I going to be flying next thing is really kind of turning me off. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, well, no. I'll, I'll keep my words reserved on that, but it's kind of a jerk move. Tell me how you really feel, Jake. Come on, man. Well, no, yeah. I, I mean, what do you, what do you think? That was pretty... Uh, that was pretty abrupt. What's your opinion on the way that he left? Uh, that was pretty abrupt, too, yeah. So what I do mean, you think about it, though? I mean, is it... I mean, it, do, it doesn't feel right to me, guys. It, it doesn't... It doesn't feel like a nice guy sort of thing, you know? Well, I, mean, I maybe, know... Maybe he had yeah. good reason for leaving. That's fine, but... He did. You know, to, I, I feel like he's playing games. Oh, yeah, you nailed it right on the head. And that's the part about it. That is really kind of turning me off. And send the hate mail to me. I, I get it. I know a lot of you guys really are into Tariq, and he very well may be the nicest guy on the planet. But this whole mysterious where am I going thing really is a turnoff in, in my well, mind. I think it's because of what happened for the reason that he left. And I'm not, I'm not going to get into that. But what's the number one thing when someone kind of slaps you in the face that you do? You tend to get a little bit pissy. And let's face it, we're all guys. We're stubborn. And so, you know, you get a little bit of a slap in the face. It's like, oh, okay, two can play this game. I agree. You're, you're probably- so I, 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 don't, I don't blame him. Uh, I don't blame him for that because it wasn't him that initiated. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Yeah. All uh, right. Phoenix. Phoenix. Our my favorite simulator ick ick now has my there's lots of mys here <laughs> my favorite model available the whiplash oh yeah oh, so we can so rock cute. that one now on phoenix i don't i don't even have phoenix anymore dude that's because you suck <laughs> <laughs> i sold my i sold my phoenix to jody yeah Who's Jody? Oh, Jody is this schmo that comes and hangs out with Nick every now and again. <laughs> That's harsh. <laughs> no, Jody's one of the Jody's one of the gang. He's part of the yeah. posse. He's part of the traveling posse. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. No. So it's cool. I mean, that's awesome. I've been flying the same freaking model on Phoenix for way too long, and that's their one downfall is that they've been really slow to update with the new model. So I'm happy. Thank you, Phoenix, if you're listening. Appreciate that. Have you flown it yet? Does it fly like your actual... Dude, I have... Well, and I don't even judge on how they fly when you get them because with all the options in Phoenix, you can make anything fly like anything. I mean, I've got my blade inertia turned way down to where all of my 700 models fly like 
I mean, they auto like 500, which is fantastic when you're learning because yes. it just, it really makes you focus on that energy management. So, yeah, I'm not too worried about it. But no, I haven't. This week has been, yeah, getting that, getting the Gooblin all finished up and flown and got to get that thing dialed in <laughs> so we can get it shipped back out to James, which I'm really excited. Um, I, I am happy with the way that it flies. I think that it's uh, it's a great model. It's it's not for me. I'm a little, I'm not quite into that trendy thing, but uh, I think that he's going to be really happy with it. I, I haven't seen anything that, with the exception of the skids, that's really my only complaint. And that's the only thing that I baby when I fly it, is that I, I, I don't feel, I don't have that confidence to go out and shoot those gnarly autos with it. I mean, I don't uh, care that it's someone else's <laughs> skids on it. <laughs> But the, uh, you know, he sent over some pulse packs. I know Jake was talking about those. They've been great so far. I've been tracking the IRs on them. They've been dead on. So I think it's going to be that combined with the 8FG. Um, he's got the Heli Jive 120 in there, which is just, I mean, amazing. What, what else do you need, really? Um, it's a great combo, great setup, I think. Coming from a nitro background, it's it'll probably be a little bit intimidating, but I'm going to set it up. He's kind of like me, doesn't fly super crazy high head speeds. So I'm going to set it up a little bit uh, a little bit lower for him. That governor works so well, uh, combined with that Scorpion motor, that it'll be great. And, and I think that he'll be really happy with it, definitely. What head speeds do you have set up in it? Um, I've got normal mode, which, you know, obviously I only use for taking off. I don't know, it's at like 1750, something like that. But I'll probably, I'll probably give him like 2000 and idle up too. Maybe 2050, probably 1950, and idle up one. Uh, that's yeah. about. It is pretty light, and you know the more that again, it's kind of tough because with the 8FG, I would have to for me to feel 100% comfortable with it. I would actually have to remove the back two switches off the transmitter. Uh, so I can't. I just can't completely bang it around like I want to. Um, to you know, just to get that super comfortable feel with it. Uh, it is pretty light. It's definitely floaty. I'm, I'm not afraid to add weight to it, which is kind of cool. Um, but I think that he'll probably, from what I've gathered, what he flies his nitros, he'll probably settle on about 1900 or 1950 would be my guess. And he'll get, I mean, just ridiculous flight time. Yeah, It'll I mean, be a I good get, setup for I him. get eight minutes at 1850 on mine, so... Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's solid. That's awesome. I love to hear when when people have their heli set up like that. I just, I, I love it. It makes me, it actually puts a smile on my face because you, when you look at that person, you go, okay, you're into learning. And that's yeah. that's the kind of people that I like. I mean, 2650, not for me. <laughs> no. That's who, all I'm going to say there. Who, who do we know that flies at 2650? Uh, we know, we know a couple people. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A ask Miller Jeff. He'll yeah. tell you. Who he'll tell you. <laughs> he'll tell you exactly what he thinks about it too. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it'll be great. So James, I think you got a, you, you got a good heli. Um, and, and on the side note, it's kind of cool. We've been texting back and forth and, um, I think it's really neat. He's building a whiplash nitro at the same time. So 
it's cool. We're just kind of trading information back and forth. And it, I mean, it's a great deal. Um, really appreciate the opportunity, James, to, to get out and, you know, let me fly that and let me fly the radio. And in return, I, I think you'll really learn a lot from it and have a good heli set up when you get it. So. Sweet. We got any other news? That's it, man. All righty, guys. This week's news has been brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. Somewhere on the other side of town lies a helicopter, broken, bent, and clinging to life. How it got there is a mystery. Was it a lockout or just dumb thumbs? One thing we do know, though, is the only chance it has for the right parts to bring it back to life? Helipros.com This is Todd Bennett from Freestyle 3D, and you are listening to RC Heli Nation. So, uh, Dan. What's up, dude? What do you think of that 8FG? You know what? I am in love with that 8FG. Because I I remember you were quite skeptical. That's that's actually a good good little topic. We'll, We'll talk about that for a little bit, because Nick's had a chance to play with one for a little while. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I have two, and Jake, of course, is the pioneer of the three of us. He actually see uh, y'all copied me because I'm awesome. That's that really is the reason, Jake. Actually, <laughs> actually, you hit it right on the head. Had a little bit of something to do with your wife sending me that check, saying, "Please make him feel important." <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm just doing my job, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a professional. What's it gonna take? So, all is right. that where all my money went last week? <laughs> 8FG. All right. So, uh, Jake, since you had it first, why don't you tell us what you think of it and, um, you know, tell us your experience with it. Pros and cons. Both sides. All right. Well, I, I'm coming from the, the DX8 primarily. That's the radio that I'd flown for the last, like, year and a half before that. So, coming from that, I mean, people say that if the plastic of the case feels cheap. Coming from the DX8, it really didn't feel cheap because kind of the, the DX8 feels a little cheap too, as far as the plastic goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the sticks; the gimbals are smooth. The throttle is incredibly smooth. So let me let me ask you this though: you you mentioned the cheapness feel compared to the DX8. Now the DX8 has nice thick foam, foamy rubber grips on the back. Psh, I hate those things. You didn't like those? I did not like those at all. Well, when they made it really thick, I mean, yeah, the the 8FG has the little plastic ridges on the back that your fingers contour to, but the, the DX8 was really, really thick with those rubber things on there. That's right, and you're a small little petite dude. Yes, I have petite hands. <laughs> we like to call it dainty. Dainty, dainty, dainty hands. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, okay, you, you, you weren't too um, unimpressed with the look and feel of it, so... Coming from the Spectrum, did you have any issues with the programming? Um, it took a little while to figure out what things meant. But once I figured everything out, I loved it. Because the software just has so much more power to it. I mean, any switch can be anything. You can't do that in the Spectrum. Right. You know, I can move my throttle hold to, like, the little 
dial in the center if I really wanted to. Not sure why I would do that, but, you know, Absolutely. it could happen. Well, I'm a, kind of an ingredient with you. Coming from the 9303, and I had a DX7 before that. Now, I really loved my 9303. I loved the way it felt. And, uh, you know, I did some custom stuff to it. I actually dremeled down the, the gimbal sticks. Uh-huh. So, so they're shorter yet than you can get them. And uh, I, I had that radio feeling really good. And I was really skeptical, but I always wanted to try a Futaba radio. So I went ahead and did that. Based on one thing, Jake, that you told us initially when you first got yours, and that was you were just oh, very the, happy with oh, the throws of the gimbals. Yes, they're shorter. Yes. The, the, the range is less and the sticks are shorter. Yeah, I agree. And look... The thing looks like they found it in a Cracker Jack box. I'm not going to lie. It does. It feels and looks cheap. Sounds cheap I when like you the knock look on it. it. No, dude. You tap on it with your knuckle on the back, and it's like a, a Tonka toy, a Fisher Price. You know, it just really <laughs> has that feel to it. But once you can get over that, frankly, I'm not tapping on the back of the radio when I'm flying, right? So yeah. what it feels yeah. like when I'm not flying is really inconsequential. What it yep. feels like when I'm flying is those gimbals are the smoothest gimbals I've ever experienced. And uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. And Jake mentioned the Jake mentioned the programming. Well, I fought it. It was it was you know, I hate absolutely hate having to open up the manual to figure shit out. That is one of I hate doing that on anything I do. Yeah, I, I open the manual. You too. have to. Yep, you do. But one thing, once I learned it, I really, really like it. Is it's just really easy to set up um, the gains for each idle upsetting. Yeah. So I have, I mean, being V bar, I can have multiple banks. So I have my four banks, and then each bank has different gain levels. So when I put it in hold, my gain lowers so that when I do an auto and you know my head speed slows down at the end i don't get that wobble oh yeah i, 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 know, I, I know. never would have thought of that flying my dx8 because well, i just never thought about changing the the gain with the idle up i know how to set up a helicopter correctly so i don't have to worry about wobbles ever <laughs> it's called a fly bar anyway you know i um i did do some customizing on that radio jake did you catch that last week i did I actually moved, physically moved the throttle hold and the momentary switch so it matches what you would typically have on a JR Spectrum radio. It's on the right side now. That was the big thing for me. That was the one thing on that radio that I felt was going to be the hardest thing for me to overcome. And I figured it's like anything else. You just get used to it. Yep. I was struggling getting used to it. And um, when my friend is, uh, looked at it and said, oh, shit, we can move those easy. Um, it was the best. It, it just was a night and day. It was like, okay, I'm ready to sell the 9503 now, or 9303. So, yeah, it's been treating me well, really well. I've got uh, two of my helis set up on it. Uh, another downfall is the receivers are a little on the spendy side, about 140 bucks a little. piece. Well, no, you, you, if you use the S bus, you can get that little three channel one for like sixty or seventy bucks. But is it a high voltage? Yes. Is it a high voltage? Um, hold on. I have one sitting right here. Give me a second to find it. It is the um, R sixty two O three SB. It is. 
Uh, operating voltage, 3.7 to 7.4 volts. So it's got three channels and an S-Bus, so that means I can have three my... Three channels and an S-Bus, so you run the S-Bus to your flybarless unit, and you're set. And you've got two two channels for your governor and, and throttle. Yep. One, two, and, well, you can use three channels, really. I might have to look into that. Yeah. Am I glad I got it? Absolutely. Let me let me ask you guys. Well, actually, let's get Nick's impression first, since he's had a chance to play with it. It's not his radio, yeah. but he's got a chance. So I'm not sure he's been able to do anything to it. Oh, I molested the crap out of it already. Did you get? <laughs> yeah. Did you get it sticky? It- yes, I did. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not coming back like I got it. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can't tell on the outside, it'll have memories that you can never get out of it. <laughs> Only the radio could talk. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing it can. Uh, no, I like it. I love the size of it. I'm another one of those small-handed individuals. Um, so the throws and the gimbals, for me, same thing. Are just They're awesome. That's yeah. where it's at. Um, I think the programming, in comparison to, let's say, like a DX8, the DX8 you can truly take out of the box, and you do not have to open the manual. It is probably one of the most in- easy and intuitive programming setups I've seen. I agree. It's very, very simple. It doesn't have the programming options that the Futaba does, but just regular navigation for the average, you know, Joe to set up a heli. The DXA, in my opinion, just blows it clean out of the water. But, you know, for those who want to move switches and do lots of, you know, weird little bank switching and that sort of a deal, yeah, there's no question that the Futaba is far more capable of yep. a radio than the DX8. Um, again, for me, with the way that I hold my hands, I would absolutely have to remove the back two switches. I tried everything possible. We tried lower profile, like uh, switch nuts on top. That didn't do it. My fingers are just, they don't fit between those two switches. And I, I've been flying long enough now to where that is what feels comfortable. It's not going to change any other way. I, I I don't know. I mean, I'm sure after six months of flying it, I would get comfortable, but... How are you holding it? With your your ring fingers between the top switches? Yes. Yeah, okay. That's how I hold it, too. And what I ended up having to do... I mean, the idle-up switch isn't a problem because that's always forward. But the um, throttle hold, I ended up using the front switch, and Mm -hmm. I leave it in the middle position, and then throttle hold is just all the way forward. Yeah, and that's what I was doing before, Jake. That exact same thing. It gives yeah. a little bit more room in there, and it's okay, but... I could. It's still too short. I mean for, it's too short, though. The switch is... The, it is. the physical switch itself is too short. Mm. For me. I don't know. I would just rather... I mean, I don't need... I, what I had looked at was actually relocating the momentary switch. I think I could do a little bit of a modification. I didn't take his radio apart, because it's not mine, but... I do believe from the pictures that I've seen, I could actually put the momentary switch straight out the back um, with just a little push button, which the only reason that I would use that would be for a throttle cut on a nitro and for a trainer. Yep. Um, so I could easily do that and just completely remove That's the That's a great idea. Throttle cut yeah. on the momentary switch. Uh, yeah. Come on, dude. Why didn't I think of that? Uh, <laughs> It's what I do. Guess what? Guess what's happening to my Futaba? I'm switching. <laughs> yeah, but Ick. everything else with the radio, I love. Like I love the S bus satellites. I hate 
I hate messing with little satellite wires, you know, that break on the nitros after a while and positioning them this way and that way. I like the reliability. I have more confidence. Oh, yeah. Uh, flying Futama, not going to lie. And I've never had any Spectrum issues. I mean, I have not had a lockout. So I, it's just I have confidence in it. Um, I like the features of the Futaba better. It's just right out of the box. It doesn't quite feel right, but I think that I, with some pretty decent modifications, and, I, and I'm, for the record, I'm not shy <laughs> at all. I'll hack the crap out of that thing. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. You know, one thing that I see occasionally on the forums is Futaba doesn't have model match. I never really yes. understood that comment because I guess when I go to fly my 600, I look down at the radio and I go, oh, I should change that to 600. I don't know. I don't get it. What's the big deal with model? I've never, never had an issue with making sure I was on the right model when yeah. I flew. It, it's the same. Con okay. It's like driving a car. When I get in the car, I put my seatbelt on, right? That's just what I do. You're I put my seatbelt on. You're a squirter. I don't, I don't need, well, I live in a state that actually has other people driving on the road. Oh, too. I see. Why. Okay. Yeah. We're, yeah. Go, we're going down that road again. Huh? I don't need that little dinger going ding, 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 <laughs> if I don't. Right? So it's kind of the same concept. It's just, it's habit. I always check too. It's, it yeah, wouldn't, it, I don't yep. even consider it to be a big deal. But I guess, okay, Spectrum is a little more oriented toward uh, new pilots because of all the bind and fly stuff that the, the blade line has. Right. So, yeah, do I really want some brand new guy who just, you know, got super excited and he's got his, uh, his Blade 300 and his Blade 450 and his MCPX out there standing in front of me flying the wrong model? No, not really. <laughs> well, look, I don't even understand what model match does because I've never, ever had an issue with it. Now, I've had it with, I used to have the DX7, I don't even know if the 9303 had model match. I don't even know. But so I don't even know what it does. What I mean, what does it do? Does it start does it reach up and slap you and go say dumbass you you got the wrong model on? I mean, does it beep? It just doesn't react. Nothing happens on the model. Okay. It will not initialize the model at all in any way shape or form. So you're actually the difference is that Futaba, you're binding the receiver to the transmitter. But with Spectrum, you're binding the receiver to the model in the transmitter. So are you telling me that if I keep my Futaba radio on the 700 and go to fly the 600? It'll let you. It'll let me. It'll, oh, yeah. It'll let you once. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Okay, yeah. well, whatever. I guess that's a useful function. I've just never had an issue ever, ever with that. So me neither. I'm, I'm special but. that way. I'm not going to say I, I haven't had that issue, but that's just my own bad habits. I do have a, I do have a story about that, and I was uh, told this by some guys out there in Billings, uh, one of their local guys. He uh, was flying at his house, uh, Futaba radio, or, or whatever it was. It didn't have model match. I don't know if it was Futaba. And uh, he, kept, he kept his, he was a single older guy, kept all of his shit in his living room, right? And he's got these big electric planes. So he took, he took one out, flew it, brought it back in the house, set it down, grabbed another one, <laughs> went outside, turned it on, and flew it, walked back in his house, 
and it looked like a hurricane went through there. The, <laughs> the, <laughs> the plane inside of the house took off. <laughs> and it just That is awesome. It just destroyed everything. In the, in the, I mean, it destroyed all of his planes. It just sat there and chewed up everything. Can you wow. imagine? I mean, the look on his face when he came back in. If that is not one of the world's biggest, like, what the fuck? Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> that would be so cool. I can just picture, like, prop marks all it's up the so drywall cool. on the ground. <laughs> You know, looks like he threw like a whole bag of cats in there and just they all went at it. Curtains hanging down and everything. Planes all chopped up. <laughs> yeah. One plane's laying there upside down in the middle, just looking at him. Like, what the yeah, hell, dude? way to go, dummy. Way to go, dude. Here's your That's target awesome. bag award. Uh, yep. Shit. That's so cool. uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, we mentioned it. Actually, well, first of all, you know, last week we had some pretty serious technical dish issues. And I actually mentioned something on the first recording that we did that I need to revisit because I feel kind of like a dumbass and I want to correct something I said. And it has to do with Morgan Fuels. Of course, I got that rep deal and all that stuff. And I went to thank Frank Lewis of Morgan Fuels. Well, his name isn't Frank. It's Fred. And so how do you like that? I finally land probably the best rep deal that a guy can get, a fuel rep deal. And the first chance I get to talk about it publicly, I fuck it up like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, on the air, too. Not no just in person. Uh, oh, no, we're going to put it out in front of 40,000 people. Sure. Yeah, well, that's the way it goes. And Anyway, so it's Fred Lewis. I, I did talk to him. Uh, I didn't really tell him what I did, but uh, for those of you that noticed... There's a correction for you. <laughs> He's an awesome guy. He he sent me some. I got a cool. Sent me some cool power stuff, some stickers and shirts. And man, what a what a stand up guy. It's Total. cool to have people like that. Just a really genuinely nice guy. Yep. Very very pleased. I mean, I uh, the support is amazing. That's uh, makes a world of difference when you're flying a few nitros. Yeah. Also, too, we talked a little bit about the uh, flamer wheel over there at the Heli Pros. Yeah. The one that went up and came down. You know, they, they crashed those really well over there. Oh, my God. I was talking to Larry the other day, uh, middle of this week, and, uh, you know, they got the GPS thing on that thing. Mm-hmm. Right? I saw. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I know what you're talking about. That thing, that thing registered like 6,000 feet before wow. it came back down. And here's the kicker. They had a brand new high-dollar Nikon camera. <laughs> That got smashed e. to bits. E. Yeah. Did they at least get some cool pictures out of it? Well, you know what? They didn't because the camera didn't get a chance to finish. It's uh, whatever oh. process it has to go through to put it on the uh, on the SD on card. The SD so card. it yeah. came back down from 6,000 feet unpowered? Not completely. It was on its way back down when the batteries either went dead or there was a connection came loose or something. But it Sounds like those guys need to invest in some telemetry. <laughs> <laughs> They have that stuff. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Nick, you mentioned it. Those guys are professionals at crashing quads. Oh, And here's the awesome. deal. They're professionals at quash, crashing quads. That have, quads. That crashing quads that have returned to home <laughs> features. <laughs> that actually come back and land for you. 
Should you run auto into leveling too? Yeah. Auto leveling and return to home, and they still just smash the shit out of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, well, it can't do any of that stuff when it doesn't have any power. No, it sure. And I, apparently, it fell straight. It like fell like and landed like square. It didn't do a whole they lot. They don't of auto well. <laughs> it's hard to get the blade think. speed back up on those things. <laughs> yeah. Blade stops, not a good idea with a quad. <laughs> not a good thing. <laughs> not unless you got a little more juice left in the old go tank. Now, now while we're talking about quads, I, I know Dan knows the story, but did I tell you, Nick, the quad story so. from last weekend? Mm-mm. I ran one over with my four-wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> fitting end, fitting end for a quad. <laughs> yeah. So you did okay. it a favor. Well, okay. So I go up on my hill and um, I have a little yard trailer. I strap all my helicopters on it and I take the four wheeler and pull the trailer up the hill. Well, I had some friends over and um, one of them had to leave. So I strap his stuff on, come down the hill, load up his car. He goes home. So I go up the hill with the empty trailer behind the four wheeler and I get up there and both my friends are flying little MQXs around, whatever. So I jokingly, I say, Landing pad? He goes, sure. I go, mobile landing pad? He goes, yeah. So I start driving in circles around our little uh, landing area, right? So he's like trying to do touch and goes and stuff on it. And, uh, you know, a couple times he landed on it and took off. A couple times he like slid off the other side and crashed. And so I'm going around and he goes to do it again. And he ends up going between the trailer and the four wheeler hits the ground and the tire, of the trailer goes right over the top of it. Nice. Oh. <laughs> but here's the, here's the bad, here's the sad part of that story. Go ahead. Jay. Yeah. The, the sad part. Yeah. He, uh, he picks it up. He looks at it. A couple things are bent, you know, like plastic is bent. So he straightens out the plastic and straightens out the props and stuff. And, uh, Reinitializes it and throws it in the air and it flies. <sighs> it did not. I ran over two motors and the main board and it didn't die. They're like they're like the cockroaches of the RC. Yeah. Flying cockroaches. They just don't like, die. They don't it's die. It's like that bad itch I got that one t- Oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> yeah, you're still dealing with that, I can tell. I can hear it. I can hear the Forever. So I got to, you know what, dude, I think, you know, there comes a time when I think you just start to get too old and you just start getting cranky for silly, <laughs> silly things. And I'm finding that the forums are starting to be a, a sense of irritation for me and I probably need to stop going to them. I just can't, every time I can't help. All right. I know that I've said that if, and we've talked about it. If there's a forum that you don't look interested in, pass it by. It's like a car you just wreck. just can't help it, can it's, you? It's like a car wreck. Easier said than done, man. So I read upon this thread tonight, and it says, Pilot? Really? And, and these guys are wasting all their breath and thought on whether or not we should be called, if, if we should refer to ourselves as pilots. What do you guys think? Are we pilots? Yes. Yes. I agree. I agree completely. We pilot aircraft that fly that are dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you a driver if you drive an RC car? Yeah. Yeah. But are you a race car driver? Is it a race car? Are you in a race? <laughs> I agree. I agree. And I just, I just am noticing, and I don't know, are you guys noticing it as well? It just seems that people that have 
things to add to the community on a forum must be out flying because the things we're seeing on the forums are just, it's, uh, it's just useless, useless stuff. Well, it kind of goes in a, it's just like this linear pattern. The more you start to learn, the less you start, you don't, the less you, you know, you quit talking a little more and a little more on the forums. And then as you get better and you fly longer, then it's a little less and less. And so it's, it's just kind of, yeah, it's just kind of how it is. I, I don't mind. I have a pretty good tolerance for that sort of a thing. Those don't bother me. I hate the political crap. I'm not going to lie. That stuff just flat out pisses me off. I'm yeah. used, you know, before I got into flying helis, I was a moderator on a, a really large uh, motorcycle forum and uh, one of the head moderators on there. And the difference was that form, nobody was making money off that forum uh-huh. at all. Yeah. So it wasn't a job for anyone. So the cool part was you could say and talk about whoever you wanted to. Mm-hmm. And that's my biggest complaint. You go on here and it's like, oh, you know, all of a sudden you type something and you come back the next day and some jackhole asterisked it all out. And <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. And then you you don't even know why. No, no one sends you anything like, hey, oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's because of some argument that we had with so-and-so two and a half years ago. It's like, whoa, wait a minute here. I, I don't know. That, that stuff just drives me nuts. And I understand that it's, that's how, you know, the people that run these, they make a living off of it or, or a supplemental, you know, income. So I, I understand that it's a business for them. And when you come to business, you have rules. And I use that term very loosely, depending on what day of the week it is. But, <laughs> you know, that, that's the part about them that I think spoils it for a lot of people. I, I mean, hey, I'm, I'm a factory rep. I go on the forums. If someone asks a question, why should I buy this? You know, why should I buy a whiplash? I'm going to tell you all the stuff that I like about it. But I can't say that. Because it's advertising. And if you're going to advertise, you need to pay to advertise. So it's kind of a product of, well, what do you think you're going to get on the forum? If all the people that are actually knowledgeable, they're really knowledgeable in the hobby and progress up to the point in the hobby where they've, they've just got a really big bank of information, at some point you usually end up getting involved with some sort of a company. Right. Either you're a field rep um, you know, maybe you're a factory pilot or just doing the field road thing or whatever. You feel like you can't even post to help because it's going to end up stirring up someone. You, you know, you don't keep up on it, so you don't know who's pissed off who. And then you go in there to help, and then all of a sudden you get pinked or, you know, your stuff gets deleted or marked out. So it's just kind of like, man, well, whatever, I'm not even going to bother. And then all the people that have that knowledge to share, they're not there anymore. Yeah. So it it's yeah. kind of a wicked cycle that that's just very unfortunate, but I mean it's the way that it's laid out. You know, there's there's really so you nothing know what you people can do. Can do. What's that? The, the people that are looking for the information, mm-hmm. they can go elsewhere and maybe listen to like some some cool podcasts and stuff. Do you know of one? Yeah. <laughs> well. That's what we're trying to do. And I know that every, I guarantee you that every single time 
that I, you know, that I come on the air, I know my sponsors are like, oh God, shit, here it comes. What's it going to say this time? <laughs> great, great. You know, what's it going to say this time? But hey, you know, that's, it is what it is. We're yeah. going to tell it how it is. And if we think it's awesome, we're going to tell you we think it's awesome. And if it sucks, then hey, it sucks. It doesn't mean that something can't change. It doesn't mean that all those forums couldn't change. There's a huge group of people involved with forums and it could be a lot better than yeah. it really is. But until, you know, there's a, there's only a small piece of that pie in this hobby. And unfortunately, people will do what it takes to get that piece of pie. So, Well, let me, let me share something that's kind of cool to you guys. Now, it's, it's all a matter of perspective. I, in the last week, have gotten a couple negative emails. And uh, at first, it was a little disconcerting. Like, wow, maybe, maybe I, I need to really think about what I'm doing and saying. And I got to thinking, you know what? Nah, I don't, I don't think so. What it's telling me when we are getting emails that disagree with what we're saying, it doesn't necessarily mean we're doing it on purpose. But what it's telling me is that our listener base is growing. Mm. And I think that's pretty awesome because if you if you get emails like we generally get, hey guys, great show. Don't get me wrong, I love those. I, I you know I could read them all night long. But when you get those negative emails and um, you know criticizing this or criticizing that, to me it's like awesome. Uh, that means that people are listening, and um, the, the more people you have listening, the higher likelihood you're going to get emails going both ways just makes sense to me. yeah yeah so keep them coming um, it, it means people are actually thinking about what we're saying too absolutely. which is really cool yeah there's there's nothing wrong i mean i please please disagree if you if you don't agree with something geez speak up i mean nobody's here to try and be blatantly rude everyone's got their opinion that's the awesome part about this that it's you know it's all cool to have your own Hey, this is Curtis Youngblood. Hey, this is Matt Botus. Hi, everyone. This is Bobby Watts. Hey, everyone. This is Gary, a.k.a. Custom from Heli Rap. This is Burke Camerary. This is Pinion, and you're listening to the greatness that is RC Heli Nation. So that's actually a good little segue into what I want to talk a little bit about next. Now, it's a brand new thing that we here at The Nation are doing. It's actually Nick's little project. Well... That's actually the wrong way to put it. Shouldn't really call it little because it's an awesome project. Um, let me give you guys a little bit of background on why we decided to do this. Um, as you guys know, listening to Nick now for, God, I don't know how many episodes, 10, 15 episodes. I, how many episodes? Do you know, remember what number you came in on, Nick? I don't have a clue. Yeah, it was a while ago. <laughs> you it's know, all a blur. You can... You can you know, you could go back and you could listen and you could tell that Nick's got a certain level of technical knowledge. And 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 not only that's I'm not trying to say that that's a special thing, but here's the difference. Nick has got the knowledge and he's got the ability to verbalize that knowledge in a way that I think people can relate to. So he was considering doing something like this along the lines uh, about the same time that uh, Rob and I were uh, considering firing up our Sealy Nation again. Yeah, that's a that's a way. I'll here. Let me let me rewind a little bit. I'll tell the story. We uh, Justin, who we just had on, 
me and him had decided that we were going to do a podcast. This is what we wanted to do. I mean, both of us just love teaching people and explaining stuff. He's a, a lot more technical than I am, um, but I kind of bring that real world type deal to it. That's why we've always worked well together. It was He was the bookend. I was the hands-on end of it. So it was like, no, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Well, yeah, he some big project that God knows I'll never find out what it was came up at work, and he was pretty much indisposed for four or five months. Couldn't I mean it, it was what it was. There was no way it was going to happen, and I just had this gut feeling. I was like, man, this this the helicopter industry they they're thriving for a podcast. They need a podcast, man. We got to give them a podcast, and and then that happened, and then boom, the nation hit. Just like that. <laughs> so I, it made me feel good because I was like, I knew it. I freaking knew it. But it's worked out incredibly. Because, the, you know, there's no way that me and him could have done it. There's no way that, I mean, looking back now, knowing what I know now, um, you know, for all you guys that are listening, what Dan puts into this, it's an art form. And I can sit here and talk to you about servo geometry and governors and PID control loops all day long, but I don't have that art, and Dan's got that art. And that's where this kind of has all come together was, you know, putting all... This is, these are like the last... The pieces to the puzzle that fit. Dan has art or he has BS? <laughs> a little bit <laughs> of both. It's a fine line. Hey, very fine line. I am an artiste. It's artiste. Yeah. So anyway, fast forward to a, a, a month or two ago, Nick kind of brings this idea up to me, and I'm all for it right from the get go. I'm like, this is this is perfect. And uh, so he starts shooting some ideas my way, and and starts sending me some audio. And lo and behold, digging in, episode one, mechanical or mechanical gain and servo geometry is born. Our thought was, how do we do this? Now, we understand that this 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 really geeky technical talk isn't for everybody. I mean, I know we have a lot of listeners that are into that. We also have a lot of listeners that just are kind of listening and working at the same time, just kind of getting a laugh, getting a little bit of helicopter information, and uh, just kind of along for the ride. So we decided, you know, the... When it comes right down to it, everything we do, there's a dollar amount attached to it. And uh, we decided that this would be a great way to bring this episode forth in a fashion that is available to only those that want it. And um, we decided that a dollar forty nine per episode is absolutely reasonable. I mean, certainly no one's going to get rich off this. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah, that no. Uh-uh. I mean, just the, I can buy a candy bar. I mean, my wife at, will attest to that. <laughs> look at look at it this way: if, if you take an episode and uh, you you figure if you're if you're getting a dollar forty nine per episode and you break that down into an hourly wage uh, from the from the time from in, from in, uh, concept from a concept to a finished product. I'm guessing please that you're you're no, looking at maybe even, five cents an hour. <laughs> don't don't please don't let me hear it out anyway. loud. 
it's a labor of love. It's a labor of love. And um, so I'm really excited about this first episode. I concur. It's it's a lot of it's it's really good stuff. It's really technical stuff. And uh, Nick's just kind of getting his legs with this. And I think um, you know we've been talking about some ideas that he's got. And this is just going to get better and better and better. Just like pretty much, you know, I'm going to toot my own horn. Everything else <laughs> we've done. I mean, fair. and if yeah. you, if you go back to the first episode and you listen to this episode and you listen to the quality of production, how it's changed, the growing pains we've gone through, I think most would agree that every time we do this, we get a little bit better at it from a production standpoint and a content standpoint. So that's mm -hmm. me tooting my horn a little bit. But I just want to encourage you guys to give this a shot. Um, it's easy to get. You can get it right off our webpage. iTunes will be carrying it soon. We have no control over how long it takes for them to get it into their system. Um, yeah, I've gotten tons of oh, tons of emails. When's it on iTunes? When's it on iTunes? We it's submitted, everyone. They've got it. Like they have it. it it's all in their control. And the second that we find out um, that it's up and live on iTunes, we'll post the crap out of it everywhere. Absolutely. Our, a huge portion of our listener base gets everything off of iTunes. So we understand it's there. Uh, we don't know how long it's going to be. So, I mean, don't shortchange yourself and be like, uh, okay, well, I usually do iTunes. Don't wait because we're going to start cranking these out. I promise you that they will get better and better. Absolutely. Um, we're going to be, you know, I'll just leave a little hint. We're going to be bringing on another person into it. It's going to get, this will be top notch. I I can, I, I, I will say that my goal, um, my personal goal doing it is that once we get rolling on it, you will not be able to find any better technical information out there, period. I, I mean, that's my goal. It's going to take a little bit to get there, but uh, I'm going to do my best. And I know everyone involved with it is doing their best to make that happen. Yeah, this is, um, and I also want to want to stress, and I think it's been made very clear. This RC Alienation version 2.0, you guys are going to be able to get your dose of this every Monday from now until we decide to shut the doors down. And I don't ever see that happening anytime soon. Now until forever. And so Forever. you'll never have to, if, if the technical thing isn't your up your alley and you're just not interested, do not worry. Do not ever think that, that this show is going to become a fee-based show. It's just not. That would be silly for yeah. us to do that. And that's why we decided to do this extra, is that we've had you know such wonderful, and thank you everyone, such wonderful feedback on the balance of the show. You know, a little bit of technical stuff here and, you know, the laughing and the joking and, and you know, making fun of Jake and, you know, all <laughs> that good stuff. But that's why we just didn't, you know, it, it was too much content to put into the regular show and, yes. and to lose, lose, we would lose that harmony that we've got now. So that's why we decided to do it extra. And on top of that, let me add, do, don't think that the technical stuff that we tackle here on this show is going to decline. Um, I know we haven't really had, uh, for the lack of better words, a topic for the last few shows because we've been doing a lot of traveling and, uh, you know, these guys are at Fun Flies. It's that time of year. We're just out flying and we're telling you about what we're doing. 
trust me, in the wintertime, when things slow down, we start having regular, you know, pros come on the show. We're not going to dummy down that part of this show. This show is going to remain the same. Yep, absolutely. And we're going to start, uh, Dan, here, Dan will be like, oh, okay, this is news to me. <laughs> but, <laughs> so here you go, Dan. <laughs> Hope you agree. Um, what we're going to try and do is um, myself and the other individual person that might be possibly getting involved with Digging In, um, we're going to ask that all the listeners of Digging In, if you have problems, if you have questions, if you have a, a nagging problem with your helicopter that you just can't figure out, shoot me an email. Um, we're going to go ahead and tackle it and try and give you a troubleshooting process and options and possible outcomes uh, that it could be. And then we'll go ahead and we'll talk about those. But the cool part is we're not going to talk about that in digging in. We'll actually talk about that on the show. Only, you know, three, four minutes. I'm not going to take over the whole show. Again, we're going to keep digging in separate. But it'll just give everyone, like Dan said, we don't want to lose talking about some tech stuff in the show. So don't think that if you want anything technical, it's only going to be on digging in. Absolutely not. Nothing's going to change here. And since we're just shouting out these cool ideas without really talking to each other, I got another cool idea. Okay. <laughs> How about this? Now, this I think is a great idea. Jake starts wearing underwear. That, oh, dude, come on. I'm, I'm, I, 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 <laughs> oh. I would, I'd be happy if he just took a bath. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry, how, Jake. How about this? Along those lines for, for digging in, how about this? Let's say we've got a listener that's got a tremendous problem with a helicopter. Mm-hmm. What if that listener were to send you to the helicopter, you two go through it, and you actually do an episode troubleshooting that helicopter? Yeah. Those kind of things. If you guys got those kind of ideas, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but that's those are the kind of things you can look forward to with digging in. And yeah. I would encourage you guys to try it, check it out, see what you think. Give us feedback. We need to know what we can do to make it better for you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And just bear with me for the first couple. I'm learning to, I don't have that artiste thing <laughs> that uh, Dan over here does, but it will get better and better, I promise. Absolutely. So moving on, um, there's something that's really cool that's about to happen with um, in regards to timelines of this show. That absolutely, when I think about it, I'm just astounded. On August 2nd of this year is the one-year anniversary of the relaunch of RC Heli Nation. Yeehaw. Can you guys believe that shit? It's been a That's year. Crazy. Has it really been that long? <laughs> it's been that long. So let's revisit some of the things for just a minute. Uh, we'll go back to the first episode. It was just kind of a 20-minute teaser. Uh, kind of a explanation of what's been happening the year prior to where we didn't have the show from the cancellation of the first show. Um, you know, of course, we had Rob with us. We miss Rob. Rob's a good guy. Uh, hear from him every now and again. I think he's doing some flying. I don't think he's involved in the hobby to the extent that he wants to be. But, uh, you know, send Rob an email. Let him know you're still thinking about him. He's a good guy. Then of course you guys, yeah, you guys all remember Callum Vickers, the yep. U UK connection. 
Oh, Callum. What a good guy that he uh, <laughs> Callum's a rare sort. He uh he's a really good flyer and he gets real gung ho and then he kind of sputters out for a while. And then he gets back into it and then he kind of sputters out. He's between DJing, which he does, and flying helicopters, those are his two major hobbies. It's like he gets gung ho about one for for about six months and then putters into the next one. And switches to the other, and yeah. And uh, I talk with Callum every now and again, and he's still hanging around. And in fact, uh, probably having him on as a guest just to kind of catch up with him here in the near future. Uh, talk to him a while back. Well, that'll and, be cool. Yeah, just kind of catch up, see what he's been up to. He is, uh, I believe, still flying for miniature aircraft, UK. I, don't quote me on that, but uh, I still, I, see, I still see it in his uh, signature. And as we progress along, you guys can remember we've had a few other uh, kind of guest hosts. Dan Taylor from the UK. Talk with him every now and again. He's still hanging out, doing his videos. Fantastic video maker from the UK. And then, of course, Brian Foster. Yeah. Oh, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Brian got hit um, by a Mercedes-Benz walking down the street. Or no, he was in the parking lot of a Whataburger, I, I found out. And, uh, a what a what? A Whataburger. <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you call me? <laughs> Apparently, the guy drove off, and Brian was out and uh, couldn't fly, couldn't do anything. Uh, he's all healed up now, back to flying. Uh, got some good news. I'm actually going to have him on the show probably next week, kind of catch up, see what he's been up to. He might even bring Barney along. You guys remember Barney, some of you guys that have been listening <laughs> to the show for a while. Might be able to hear from Barney. And just thinking back, you know, the, the year, it's just been amazing. I mean, I can't thank, uh, you know, Pinion enough and all the support that these guys have given the show. And, of course, Jake and Nick, what can I say? I couldn't do it without these two. And, I think uh, we should give a special – I'm going to interrupt real quick. Penis is getting shorter. I, I know. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got some working room over here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's not what your wife told um, me the other night. Uh, yeah, shush. Um, shush. <laughs> we gotta give a. Did you just shush Dan? Yeah, I shushed him. No, I didn't shush him. I shushed him. There's a difference. Um, it must be the West Coast version give a, of shush. Yeah, that's our that's our shush. It's a shush. <laughs> they say they say um, warsh over there too. You know that, right? Well, if you warsh. live and and if you just hop up across the border, it's shush, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God! What's all that about? <laughs> yeah. So we got to overturn Simi on the own run. <laughs> um, we need to give a huge shout out and uh, a big thank you to Jake. So Jake, we really appreciate all the hard work. He has been busting his hump lately just with the digging in stuff. And, you know, we, we've got so much stuff that's coming. Uh, Jake has been making it happen. I mean, you know, he's, a, he's Wait, an incredible... Yeah, yeah. Just, just sit there and shut up for a second. Take the, and, take the compliment already, dude. Yeah, take I swear it. To God. It might not happen for a while. All right? <laughs> no, he's been really busting his hump lately, and and we just appreciate that. It is an incredible tool to have in the toolbox. And yes, I did still call you a tool. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks to Jake. It, it, none of it. You guys wouldn't see any of the cool stuff if it wasn't for Jake. You know, let, let me just take a few minutes to, to talk about that. I mean, I've been involved with RC Alienation since its inception. I mean, 
four years ago, almost four years ago. And um, I've had the opportunity to talk with a lot of cool people and work with a lot of cool people. And, you know, this isn't easy to do. I mean, it takes time and it, it's, uh, uh, you know, you learn how to, how to make it happen. And I just want to say things like, you know, if it wasn't for guys like Rob, who, who actually lit the fire to get it going again. And, you know, little did, did Jake know that one fateful day he responded to a Facebook request <laughs> uh, what he was getting himself into. And, and what you guys don't see is the work that these guys, you, you know, Rob and, and Brian and Jake and Nick, what these guys do outside of what you're hearing right now. I mean, when Jake first signed on, <laughs> that webpage was a disaster. I, I wish mean, I had a picture of it. I really do. I mean, he worked tirelessly for a month to get it straightened out. And what we do here requires so much extra stuff that doesn't include this hour and a half that we show the world uh, every Monday, you know, and the, and the, and the work that Nick puts in now twice the work uh, for the, for the show. I mean, when it comes down to it, digging in for me is easy. All I got to do is sit here, with a headset pushing buttons, you know, I don't have to think about shit except making <laughs> Nick sound good. And, uh, and that's really easy to do. And I just, of can't... course it's very easy to do, baby. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> was, was that your Barry White? Yeah, it was, it was too. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, so again, guys, it's been a year. It's been a fantastic fun year got to talk to a lot of cool people work with a lot of go cool people and meet a lot of people that are really into the show and again it comes down to you guys enjoying what we do here and that just means a lot to us thanks a, a huge thanks to everybody you're welcome yeah yeah i can feel the love can you guys feel the love yeah i feel the love it's kind of prickly hurts a little bit <laughs> i I'd hug you, but I think I'll just drink my beer instead. Because <laughs> you're rubbing it the wrong way, Dan. That's why it's prickly. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Jake has to take it that way. Yeah. There's always Jake doing that. All righty, guys. Don't you have a pet hedgehog? I thought you had a hedgehog. Uh, no. That's what he calls it. Is that what you're calling <laughs> it now? Pet, petting your hedgehog? <laughs> All righty, guys. Well, I think we're winding down. Let me just uh, also mention before we go, don't forget to send in your crash videos. Now, this weekend at Snohomish, I'm expecting a ton of submissions from Snohomish. And what those videos and pictures are for are for that awesome charging case that Dave from Progressive RC gave us to give away to one lucky w listener. It's a complete charging station, charger, power supply, and case. And uh, it's all customized with fancy led lights it's awesome so it's pretty sweet what we're gonna do because i said we're gonna give a little bit of information each show what we're gonna do is when this contest ends which will be the end of september i wanted to run it for a while because it's a crash contest and i want to give you guys some time to go crash your helicopters and uh what we're gonna do is we're gonna put these together and uh the three of us are gonna decide which ones are the best 
and then from there it'll probably be we'll submit the we'll put those five up and we'll just kind of have a what do you guys think is the best one type situation and uh, we'll pick the best one with your guys's help and that person is going to walk away with that charging case now i've been asked is this just for the states no it's not just for the states we're going we will ship we will ship to wherever we need to and I bet you they crash just as good upside down on the other side of the world as they do over here. <laughs> Did you know the water, water flushes counterclockwise? Backwards. Yes. Really? Oh, yeah, dude. Yep. Do they crash up then? In your, no, but I hear their rotors spin backwards. <laughs> In your world, they do. I swear to God. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I can't. I already. I tried to get it going on the Facebook page. Those were a lot of mine from earlier and, and last year. And I'm a professional. You guys are lucky I can't compete. I can't. I, I just love that picture, dude, that you submitted with that big old cheesy grin on your face. Oh, dude, that was, a, <laughs> that was, that was one of the coolest crashes because of the distance. I mean, I could have gone Olympic with yeah. the distance oh, that that tail case was found. It was incredible. <laughs> That's awesome. So I also want to mention, too, um, you guys might notice a new banner on our webpage, I want to just say thanks to R. Kelly. It's the Australian forums. We are going to be having a sub forum yeah. down there, and our listenership in Australia has grown dramatically uh, over the last few months. So, big thanks to all you guys down there in Australia that are into the show. Start yes, looking for. You. We're going to start. I don't, I don't know that we're going to really be involved. I mean, you know, as much as we are with any forum, but uh, definitely they're going to start seeing some show posting down there. We're, they're going to give us our own sub forum. And a uh, big thanks to Will. Strange, his name is Will also, <laughs> owner of R. Kelly. And um, yeah, so start looking for that. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching the listener base in Australia grow even more. So if you wanted to get in touch with me, you could do that at Dan K. Reed on all the forums or Dan at rchillynation.com. Jake, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? Um, well, my internet pretends to work now, I think. So it's sounding, you can email it's sounding me, good, by Jake the way. It, what? It's sounding good, by the way. It's sounding good. Okay. Yes. That's good. Cause I can't hear squat, but anyway, uh-huh. <laughs> um, you can email me Jake at rchellynation.com. Uh, catch me on the site, instant messenger. Those are probably the two best ways or the two only real ways. So do that. And I doubt that anyone will want to, but if Nick, someone decided they wanted to send you an email, how would they do that? That's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> you would definitely send me an email at uh, nick at rchellynation.com, or you can catch me on all the forums as NWM Tech. All righty, Nick. Well, I'm going to go ahead and release you and let you go have some fun out there at Snohomish. I got spotlights. Have a good, good go. have a good time. Alrighty, guys. We sure hope you enjoyed listening Enjoy to this that. episode. I swear to God, your penis just got shorter. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I'm all right. You're gonna you're gonna have a mangina before this. Maybe is it's like a lizard's tail. Maybe it grows <laughs> back. A grow back? Bit. Yeah. It grows back bigger every time. Oh geez, like a worm. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty, guys. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Have a good week. We will see you next Monday. Bye-bye. Look, everybody. My binky was a key. <laughs>